0: only thing it made me feel safe was holding on to to these thoughts and these these words and the arts and 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 it just like just really didn't want to let go and I think all of that stayed with me so when I came to the U.S. I already had enough juice and power to kind of like explore my possibilities and what my potential would would be
1: like. Zach's your video here from Boston speaks up. That's the voice of Sarah Marae Demeter. She's the CEO and founder of ARC. That's the Art Resource Collaborative for Kids. It's a nonprofit delivering creative programs with social justice themes in Boston public schools. They've been doing it since 2012. Sarah is is fascinating, um, and she's doing incredible things in Boston. But perhaps what's most inspiring is just um, her her founder story, her sort of social entrepreneur founder story. She grew up in Jordan, uh, first 15 years of her life um, in sort of war-torn sort of region of Jordan and uh, ended up in Boston. And art is really what helped pull her through. Um, and and some, some teachers she met along the way that encouraged her to sort of uh, express herself and sort of creatively and artistically. And she's basically bottled that up, bottled up her experience and that sort of that flywheel between sort of artistic expression and encouragement. And she's, she's created a lovely program for, uh, for students in Boston public school. So just an absolute pleasure to, um, to share this conversation with the community and for folks that haven't met Sarah, uh, introduce you to her. So en- enjoy. And, and thank you for listening as always. Cheers. <music> Silicon Valley Bank is a proud sponsor of Boston Speaks Up. For more than 35 years, Silicon Valley Bank has helped innovative companies and their investors move bold ideas forward fast. SVB provides targeted financial services and expertise through its offices at 53 State Street in downtown Boston and in Newton and innovation centers around the world. With commercial, international, and private banking services, SVB helps address the unique needs of Boston's innovators. Learn more at svb.com. Zach video here from Boston Speaks Up. I'm here with Sarah Maresh Demeter, the CEO and founder of Arc, the art resource collaborative for kids. Sarah, I probably didn't get it 100%, but how'd I do on the last name?
0: you very you're good. Very excellent. <laughs> thank you. Did thank a you did great job.
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, uh-huh. So the um, Maresh is your... Surname and then uh, Demeter is your husband's. Yeah, cool. And um, before we kind of get into the background of where your name comes from and and where you uh, where you grew up and and sort of what you're up to today, talk talk a bit about Arc and why you started it and 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 what's sort of interesting and exciting for for folks to learn about.
0: Hi, thanks for having <laughs> me here, Zach. <laughs> this is great. My pleasure. Um, so. I am here today. Ten years ago now, I founded the Art Resource Collaborative for Kids, and it was due to the lack of funding in my kids' school. But really, it was more than that. It was based on my past history and where I grew up, and also my journey as an immigrant woman, and what I had to go through as an immigrant teenager moved to Massachusetts. But I've always felt, I always felt like I always wanted to do something to help women and, 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 and children. Just from my experience and having a, a, a really rough, I would say tough childhood, you know, it was tough at home and it was tough in school um, in terms of just Very authoritarian, like um, disciplinary, and you can't speak as a child. You can't really talk about your opinions and what you think. It's just like you're you're just there to keep your mouth shut, basically. (laughs) But I learned a lot, and I was the oldest of six siblings, and, and I had to take care of my siblings as well at home, so I was the oldest of 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 six. So it was a lot of my my upbringing was a lot of responsibilities, and just taking taking it all in and helping everyone and and, and um, you know being in the house and cleaning and and school and and all of that. So I I learned so much from you know from the challenges and what it is like to be in the shoes of the immigrant children that we we work with or we teach currently in Boston. And unfortunately, so many come from tough backgrounds or trauma in disadvantaged uh, youth and the marginalized communities where they live as well. I mean, I'm sure you know Boston public schools and the, the demographics of how almost 99% of of children that we work with. I mean, I'll talk about like kind of where ARC started and more details, but like just to give you a quick overview of um, just, you know, I just want to give you the demographics of the kids, you know, we work with. And, and a lot of people don't really think of Boston as like the schools that have any issues, right? Like mm-hmm. coming from Jordan also, having no art in school and having no outlets for the youth to to navigate their emotions, to cope with whatever situations they're dealing with. So, and so I, I feel, I felt like it just happened instantly as an instigator when my kids started public schools, like this is crazy. They don't have any art. And I took it up on myself to mobilize the community and, and bring everyone together to bring art back. And,
1: and what that's what it had... was, right? So your, your son I believe, was going to school at, at public school. Was it in yeah. Chinatown? And then... Yeah, the, yeah, and you're, like, you're like, hey, I'm in the United States. I'm in Boston. I'm in this you know, modern, progressive, like innovative city. I'm not in Jordan um, where you know you, you can't say certain things and we don't have art. And like, my son's not going to have art class. I mean, that that must have been yeah. like that must have been yeah, like, a bit of a shock.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a shock. And and as soon as my you know my kids were born, like I would give them art opportunities, like just scribble and um, you know go to the piano and play with the keys and just. And I was I was really shocked to be coming from a place where you know public schools in Jordan third world country. They don't have girl schools. They don't have a lot of things. Maybe, you know, they had basketball for girls. And I was like, oh, that's good too. I'll take, I'll do that. (laughs) Just anything, just give me anything. But it's, it's definitely different when you have this like um, comprehensive art program that can help you and engage you in in, in knowledge and, and 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 just in the process of life and disseminating information and use it to benefit you to to realize your your your, your potential to help you find kind of sheds kind of the light really sheds light on you and gives you that path to where you want to be. It's not necessarily you want to become an artist, but the the tools. And the skills you gain from the art experiences help you make it clearer to you where wh- what sort of things you're you're about and who who you are and what are the colors you like. Like we have a lesson that we teach kids um, uh, learning about their emotions through colors. Um, you know, this color blue it helps me be calmed down or I'm feeling sad or learning about your emotions and who you are and your identity. First, it really helps you to get um, closer to where you want to be and be your place in the community. And when you know, and you figure out your place in the community, then you can, you can be confident enough to, to, to know and realize um, what, what what potential do you have? How can you unlock these potentials that you have to then go out in the community and the broader community, even the world, to take a stand and 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 you know towards an action um a social issue that we should all care about and worry about? I'm just telling you, Zach, that we are in an education crisis.
1: And I think what you're hitting on too is is something that in the crisis, you know, crisis, no, not aside, but with the crisis understood. Um, I think what's interest, what interesting, what interesting, and what interests me most about Arc and some of what you had shared in the pre-podcast um, Q and A is sort mm-hmm. of like I, I have strong alignment with uh, your thought process that you just started to illustrate with regards to how art and creativity sort of basically equips young people with the skills to thrive in the future economy, yes.
0: um,
1: which, yes. which I really, I, and I actually, I would love, I would love to, to sort of like unpack that a little bit more. I'm actually going to read um, something that you shared from the world economic forum. And then I want to have you respond to her, to it, but the, you had oh, mentioned, yes. you mentioned the world economic forum future of jobs report states that in the coming decades, quote, Human skills such as creativity, originality, initiative, critical thinking, persuasion, and negotiation will increase their value, as will attention to detail, resilience, flexibility, and complex problem solving. Emotional intelligence, leadership, and social influence, as well as service orientation, are also set to see particular increases in demand.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, And that's, that's true. That is true. And we see it, you know, we see it in so many jobs right now you go, there's a lot of jobs that are replaced by robots, by machines. Why are we still teaching children to learn, you know, to, to, to learn the machines? Um, We need, we need them to think about like, how do you innovate? Beyond the machine to solve a social issue. We have so many crises the education crisis, climate crisis, mental health crisis. How do we, who is going to be able to help and support the increasing and exasperated crisis that we have? Um, just having a machine is not going to solve the problem. And, and, and keeping this rote education testing you know teaching kids to for testing performance just to test them um that's just not working it's not working anymore and especially for the marginalized communities um and we're talking about equity and promoting equity what is really equity means if our education system is broken and um so i would also say that um talking about like we. This is a complex world. Um, so, in a complex world today, is like our youth uh, continue to be faced with social, political, environmental, and economical challenges. So, the burden is really heavy on them, right? Um, so, how do we better prepare them? Uh, I have. Um, so, I have been thinking about this question actually for the longest, longest time. Um, and what I would say today. Is uh, really based on my personal experience as a mother, an artist, and a professional journey with ARC. Um, is that creativity is a gift to humanity? Um, I could write a book about the outlets that are like creativity, you know, and the, the outlets of uh, what? What are the outlets um, that we have for the youth that are um, they? They can they stem from art and creativity. What do they provide? You know, um, so first thing that, you know, art does is a tool for self-reflection and self-acceptance. And art helps heal. And it's a vehicle to express emotions. And it's so sad there's so many people don't understand the value of art. It is so sad. But then we understand the value of art as it sells for three million or 60 million or whichever millions. Like it's just there's so like a, that's where that that's where equity also plays a, a role in the art as well. Um, so if we put so much value on the art by these artists and people who make it, why not give it, give the benefits of that to kids who most need it? Like yeah. that's just. Kids who have and 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 and, and they 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 already have everything, but you know going to a, a school that has everything and versus a school that doesn't, why is that like what's so, I, I I so I'm talking you know like I'm I'm a firm believer that the practice and the process of art not only opens the door to creativity and innovation but it also fosters resilience, Mm -hmm. adaptability, and openness to the other. Um, You get to create your own future. Um, And so I would encourage the youth, um, I would encourage youth to seek any opportunity in art-making activity, creating, innovating um, an idea. So we just, I I, I just feel like we need like-minded people to reimagine education and we need to close the creativity gap that is that we what you just described in the world economic form, right? the future of jobs, that is called the creativity gap. Um, and because of our education system, wasn't designed to get everyone on the same plain playing field, right mm-hmm. it's It's designed to not be um, equitable or or, or, or or equitable, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, and um, so we need to close the creativity gap in order for young people to find opportunities to thrive. Um, yeah. We're talking about also the create the opportunity gap, right? So how are you? How are we closing the opportunity gap if we don't close the creativity gap in education? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well,
0: that's 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 my 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 that's
1: argument. That's great. My I appreciate. Um, I appreciate that. And I actually want to ask you a, like a follow-up question that kind of takes you back in time a little bit to when you came to America. How old were you? And, and I believe I've, you know, read oh. that you found, Sarah, you found a way to kind of cope with the harsh left turn into American culture through art. And so you've personally uh, am leveraged a, a background in art, even though you didn't have it in school. And then maybe you can talk a little bit about how maybe you were doing it up in the attic, kind of hidden as a child in Jordan, but talk about your relationship with art moving half a world away and then how that helped you get through and acclimate as best you could to American society.
0: Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. It's a good question. So as, you know, I was born in Jordan in a, you know, war-torn region. Um, <laughs> um, so I, as I said, I was the oldest of six. So my family were modest and I um, definitely had a rough um, childhood despite, um, despite, you know, I learned family values. Um, my father worked in quarries. you know, like making, like getting, um, Um, how do you call those stones like the marble and granite and um, from like the desert. And my mom was a homemaker. So he was, he was away a lot. Um, And then um, my father got sick and he lost his fortune and we lived, you know, in a precocious times. Um, So I, I quickly became responsible, as I said, my siblings and it was, it was tough. Um, but with all of what's what happened around me, um, my only escape was uh, the arts. Um, so I found refuge making art, like you said, hiding in the attic at my home. Um, certainly, my childhood was not ideal, but it shaped and influenced who I am today and what I believe in. And then coming through um, the journey from Jordan to the U.S., thinking. I just, I want to be safe. I want to be in a safe place. I want to be able to speak my mind. I want to be able to explore um, what I like and more of the arts. And I love writing and poetry. I would write poetry on the walls whenever I had uh, a moment after washing dishes, uh, maybe, (laughs) or midnight. Um, So, you know, thinking back at this environment, which I grew up, um there was no real strong role models too in, you know, talking about like having also an very important having a role model. Mm-hmm. So the 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 shift, you know, come in having a you know, a neighbor who was the role model who was tutoring me math and he was philosophical and a poet. Um I gravitated towards people like that. Was he
1: in Jordan or was he, he in was the in US. Jordan. He was in Jordan.
0: And I and, and I I swear he was, he was the only one that kind of like I saw the light through and I saw there's hope and through listening to him writing, you know, talking about his poetry and his Mm -hmm. art. And I got to know his friends and they were all playing music. And I was like, this is like, there's another world out there. Like I'm there's, there's so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I, I, And I swear from that point on, I just the only thing it made me feel safe was holding on to to these thoughts and these these words and the arts. And and, and it just like just really didn't want to let go. And I think all of that stayed with me. So when I came to the U.S., I already had enough juice and power to kind of like explore my possibilities and what my potential would would be like. But first, I'm like, I have to, uh, you know, get my um, high school uh, GED because the high school degree I had wasn't transferable. So I had to take English and um, U.S. history. So And, and, and again, like I met another teacher in Weymouth High School who like we wrote a whole journal throughout the entire year. At the end, she gave me a grade and she wrote a beautiful message. And that message was, you have a lot of imagination, you're creative and you have, you know, wonderful lived experiences. You should continue writing. You should continue this work. Yeah. And and that teacher, I'm like, yes, that's so true. I'm always, I've always been attracted to to art and and to all you know and and to you know hiding and escaping and coping so that was like my coping mechanism um because when i came here i didn't want to think about my past or you know all the the hardship i had to go through i wanted to be thinking about what are the possibilities what can i learn from my past how can i take what i i i learned about the possibilities of having you know, the light, the art, the spark that I had in me, where can that take me? And I, you know, and then coming here, reflecting, you know, on my um, immigrant journey. And, And then I went to college and then another teacher who I took creative writing and poetry with, and she saw my, she read my poem and she said, Oh, I think it's time to start talking about stuff. You know, you should go see someone in college. I'm like, yeah, you know. So, you know, you come and you you found this amazing, you know, people helping you and 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 their role models that you had in your life, and and really truly is through the writing, through art that kind of helped me, kept me safe, I felt. Like it just kept me on nurturing and fostering how i led my life even even going forward and and so i kept it i you know i kept writing and i kept doing um you know what i when i my 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 goal was i have to finish college and that was my goal and i worked hard to do it instead i was thinking maybe political science or international relations i should study well i'm an immigrant i'm i'm an international i don't know if i will have a, 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 a i would ever ha- you know be giving a a choice or a voice to even, you know, be part of like, you know, I want to vote. I want to, um, advocate for, for, for an issue that I care about and maybe I should go that route. You know, that's a political route and that's, and I'm like, and then I'm like, no, I really need to, I already have this amazing already, you know, um, surrounded myself with art and I've already like, kind of like, I have the foundation that art gave me, the skills that I got through the different art medium that gave me um, I would say like the push and the and the, and the, and, the, and created a path for me to follow to to learn about myself. and that's the whole idea of what where art stemmed from. like it was really truly like being involved in. In you know, volunteering for my kids' school and starting this initiative, it was a true instigator to to um, to st- to start um, to find to fa- have found ARC. Um, so you know, um, I wanted to say like reflecting on my immigrant journey, it just became clear to me that I wanted to change the life of children and women, especially. Um, so like. Uh, Initially, like, oh, I wanted to. my interest was to support women's social and economic empowerment. Maybe that's what women need right now. And because coming from that world, like women relied heavily on their parents and their and their husbands or significant others. Um, and and like that shouldn't be the case. everyone everyone is allowed to to have a voice, to have a career, to have their own individually, what they what, what they what they want to do but it has to come together as like to make a difference, to be part of a collective. So I've always been an artist at heart, uh, but I didn't know how to put it all together at first. Yeah. So, but life has a funny way of showing up. So suddenly it all made sense to me and I found my calling and ARC was born.
1: That's beautiful. Well, um, There's a couple of things that I drew away from from that. like sort of beautiful riff that you just shared. And one is that, and I feel like this is true for like how you show up in the world today, but I think it's how, like how, how you also sort of achieved much of what you've achieved and how you will achieve more in the future and sort mm-hmm. of like your art, artistic and creative expression was there. And your flywheel was like encouragement, your neighbor, when you were young, enjoy that one person, that one and only person that kind of exposed you to the creative yeah. world, helped stoke your artist and creative sort of expression and fire, and encouraged you. And that teacher at Weymouth High encouraged you, and and that sort of think, and the teacher in college, and the teacher in college encouraged you, and that's and and what you've done is you've taken and and basically bottled up that flywheel, yeah. and that's to me that's my interpretation of arc, which is. Yeah helping like, cause it's, it, it, we could talk a little bit about the arts that you pursue. I mean, I, I spent a semester in Australia where like, it was the, it was the poetry, um, phase of my art artistic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I played the trumpet growing up. I, I was into oh. music a bit. And then in, in Australia, I wrote a whole journal of just poetry just came oh. out of me. It took That's being hard. in Australia for some reason. I don't know why I was like, I'm a poet for six months. Um, and you know it could be painting it could be different things it could also be different things at different points in your life but i think you know a lot like it's really an
0: exploration it's an exploration right it's an exploration Mm -hmm. of of yourself but and a reflection of the environment but then really the exploration and that reflection helps you to make change Yeah. to change yourself but then to change others and to change the world i mean we can't change others but I think we can we can inspire inspire,
1: inspire. like, Absolutely. like
0: other people did did for me um I, I feel like our program is doing the same
1: that's too. beautiful
0: the we, we work with
1: that's great so we, we've talked a lot about sort of the I think the the, the primary inspiration um for Arc. I mean one, one of the things actually we could double click on is just you're an entrepreneur um, and you're an inspiration and, and just curious, social, like
0: social entrepreneur. you're a,
1: you're a social entrepreneur. Um, uh, and yeah. I'm curious what, what advice do you have to young? I, and I, and I would say like, forgive, like, I, I believe that. I wouldn't qualify you as a as a social entrepreneur. I would I would call you an entrepreneur, and it just so happens that you're you're focused on social entrepreneurship. But in any regard, talking no, it's to it's true, it's
0: true. Yeah, talk, it's under yeah. the umbrella as under yeah. the umbrella of an under and because you know what, being an entrepreneur, you have to have the passion. Okay, yeah. okay. kids, kids, young kids. My advice to young kids is that y- you have to approach approach like if you want to do something or you want to create something. If you have a passion, you, you know you should approach their, your passion or or whatever you want to pursue with curiosity. With curiosity, learn about it, research, thoughtfulness. You know, taking time to reflect, talking to people about that, your idea, getting other like soundboards. Who's who else is in the in the space that doing this work? How can how can I? I get ahead. How what 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 happens next after this thoughtfulness? What is what is the critical thinking? And um, so this is like an artist too. In you know, an entrepreneur, it like equates almost like an artist. An artist approaches its medium, right? Uh painting or making music or writing a play. There is a process. And being an entrepreneur is like an artist. Take it till you make it. Yep. Um, yep. explore is so, so it's really like exploration, like we were talking about that yeah. earlier and And trial and error is a part of the experience. and And we have to look inward to find the problem so we can actually find a solution and 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 that's what I was talking about. like learning about yourself and and our program has three modules. One is journey to self-awareness. Try to learn about yourself, your emotions, who you are and 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 how you operate. What are your abilities are, which you know, we can't. We, it, the education system—it's not one size fits all. All these children come with different abilities and different aptitudes. And how can we cater to meet the individuality of each child, of each child, you know, student? So that's why using art as a vehicle—it helps them be the explorer. It helps them be the, the curious and thoughtful and critical thinker and problem solver. And these are the. This is the gener- generation. We need for next next generation. We if we if we don't teach children these human skills and 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 to think like an artist, we are in big trouble. We are in big trouble. That we can't have, um, you know, ta- like we can't find talents. How do you retain talents?
1: That's what I was going to ask you about next. Is sort of and is that something you think about in terms of like i don't know how big the arc organization is is it you know for yourself or for do you do you help advise companies but like are, how are you experiencing um you know cuz there's there's a there's a big macro trend called the great resignation which is where you know there's this power to the people kind of time we're in like yes sure we're in some level of perhaps a recession economy's not doing great however it seems like talent it seems like talented people can get jobs. If if you're yeah. talented you can get jobs and it's sort of like the it culture created, yeah. the culture that stokes, supports and encourages creativity and doesn't just throw people in a box and say you do these things, punch this clock, accomplish these tasks without being able to put the strategic thought into doing the things. Yeah. Those companies are going to struggle to acquire and retain talent.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. It's the biggest challenge I think we have. Um, and, you know, and I, I think every um, entrepreneur or organization um, really has to think about like aiming to retaining, you know, to retain. Aim to return is my goal. Um, right now, I'm working on ma- ensuring that we retain a talent and creative people together. Um, and I know this is like an issue everywhere right now. Um, like you mentioned, and I think many people are looking to work for companies that can provide psychological safety um, and a culture where employees feel safe, seen, and heard and included as part of of a, of a, of a collective. Um, and I think that's what really is psychological um, safety means uh, is that bringing everyone together and hearing their voices, including being transparent, building a culture, a culture of belonging and being together, you know, we're talking about promoting DEI and belonging work, but we have to have it in practice. We can't just talk about it. And, and every company, Oh, we have it on our, on our, on our, it's right. It, we have it written everywhere. We have it in our system, but if you don't implement it, you don't reenact it, you know, you have to, I just want to tell you, I love walking my talk, like talk the walk or walk mm-hmm. the talk. Mm-hmm
1: yeah same here yeah absolutely. so that would be we'll speak a little bit to your like that speaks a bit to your like general approach to life, but your leadership style so like you t- like how would you describe your leadership style
0: and i i I love it's I, to be collabor- collaborative i I like you know getting everyone on the same page, and I always uh encourage our uh, team. Or staff or board, or everyone, just to be radically candid, um, you know, tell me, tell me how am I doing? feedback. I think it's important. I think a lot of organizations and companies don't think about feedback as a as as it might like feed into the bigger picture. Uh, feedback is so important and and I know there's a way to do it, right? We uh, constructive. Um, criticism and and don't take it personally. Don't bring anything personal to to the workspace. It's, it's nothing is personal. You're here. You have a goal and you have a mission, and you you're you're all working towards that one mission. And that has to has to be so building an organization, a culture with diversity, you know, inclusion um, and equity and belonging. It truly will help build a tr- build trust and honesty and being transparent. Um, but really, having that like mission time, I call it, to get feedback, to talk yeah. about what, what is possible, what is not possible, and how can we prioritize and make make things happen. But but baby steps, and really yeah. take time to reflect. Having time to reflect is important.
1: Yeah. Well, so so that kind of segues into a question. Uh, I like to ask, and we we covered this like pre-podcast too, which is sort of how the pandemic, how covid nineteen and sort of like stay at home orders, like how that impacted sort of all you know businesses from your perspective, certainly how it impacted Arc, obviously created silver linings. But to your point about like connectivity and sort of getting uniformity, um single purpose, like you know, we're all rowing the boat towards the same mission. Like, there's some challenges there, but like how, in your view, how are those, how were those challenges kind of overcome and what are some of the silver linings and lessons we've learned from the last couple of years?
0: Yes. Excellent question. And (laughs) the silver lining, I would say is, um, is connection. Um, You know, a true creativity is rooted in human connection. So bringing everyone together like you said, on this one goal, one mission is, is, is so important and it's crucial, but you, at the end of the day, it's a team, it's a passion. If you have the passion, you have the team that is like able to be adaptable, cohesive um, and all think outside the box. I, once, when I was in um, doing a nonprofit management and leadership program at BU, 2013 um, I remember one takeaway quick takeaway i I learned from that program was um, if you don't belong on the bus, you just don't belong on the bus like it it's just very simple, mm-hmm. and so everyone who is going to be part of that bus or you know has to think outside the box mm-hmm. and has to really believe in the 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 mission of 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 reimagining or the vision of reimagining education for equity for you know an an equitable and sustainable education so if 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 you don't have people who are on the team it's very very hard to um to achieve to achieve your mission or to achieve your goal so for us was like staying nimble was a big thing for us um like by shifting online learning it was really challenging and hard, um, and but we we have gained a lot of support from our community due to the pandemic. And with going online and in a system uh, Boston Public Schools was a lot of hoops to jump. And it was first like you need to get access to the online learning, you know, Google Classroom, but you're a partner, but you still don't have access to that. You need to sign these papers to get there. And so I was like, as soon as March, you know, in March, they announced like no one is leaving. I immediately contacted the Boston Public School, like everyone, like the superintendent is like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We have lessons we shared with the teachers, but they're like, oh, it'd be great to have the full, you know, the videos and everything. And we can use our Google Classroom internally and we share them. So slowly, we were able to to do that and send videos. Our teachers, you know, amazing. Like the team, just really thought outside the box and created nice. videos. Like how to how to how to make a sculpture from flour and a plastic juice jug that you have in your in your home and newspaper that you get. You know that you you they send you coupons and whatever that you have. Like just coupon. You know, like the shopping papers that you have. Kids have that at home. They they made they made beautiful sculptures just from flour. And we we also had we taught kids how to make ink and and watercolor using the peels of the onions. Oh, cool! Boil it and you make ink. It was it was all these like outside the box, you know, making art from shaving cream mm. with with food coloring. It was, it was it was it's just so we had a lot of all the you know videos we shared with our kids and and we know they were they were they were happy we had some some pictures shared with us from the teachers or the, their parents at home so really like going forward so then the year after it was all remote but it was like remote on zoom and the first time kids were you know with someone like basically were on the screen with them so the year of covid the first year it was just sending videos and sending materials and sending, um, you know, like uh, lessons and everything. We, we tried uh, everything we can, but then, um, but then the year after, the school started to be on, uh, online and remote. The kids, the first time, they didn't they didn't turn on their cameras, but slowly, like with with our teachers and the way um, the way our our um, lessons. D- is designed to really build trust and to build the community and and you know build build the culture first get to know get to know everyone um in a very gradual um artistic beautiful way so after like the first class one girl she didn't she didn't go on the screen she's still black the screen turned off but she wrote to the teacher like just to him like to him saying Oh, I was drawing. I I used to draw all alone last year. I'm so happy that I'm gonna draw with you all. Like mm-hmm. she was like it was just so amazing. So we really focus on building this like safety and trust. And and that was like during the racial injustices happening and it's still mm-hmm. happening and it's been going on forever. And and that I mean the scary, scary, scary times for these kids. They built anxiety and I mean, they, 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 they suffered. They really, truly suffered. Um, um, and, and, and the pandemic definitely exasperated, but the racial yeah. injustice also did too. So to, to trust someone who is a, who's a partner with, with Boston public schools, it was like, who are these people? I'm not turning on my screen. Um, right. It was so hard, but we were able to turn that around. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone loved it. We had music. We it was just beautiful. And then they finally were able to all turn their screens on and felt safe to speak. And they all said, because we do a contract uh, with the students, like a like a you know, like a community contract together. And one thing they they all said, like the sentiment you felt, like, can we trust you? Can we say things here? Is this a safe place to speak? Um, you know, so yeah, that's, I that's
1: beautiful. So I, before we get to the final question, I actually have a follow-up question to ask there. I'm curious as, as someone who, as an, you know, an artist, and I think we're all artists at some level as someone who's yeah. gone through different phases. Of, we were
0: born artists.
1: Yeah, we are born artists. We are born to run and we are born, we are born to move and be artists and, and not do so much sitting and being on computers and not being expressive. So like yeah. everyone be, do that yeah. more. Um, yeah i'm i'm sort of curious when so what i'm getting at when i express myself sometimes or when i was doing like a lot pours out of me and um and i've actually gone to therapy also um which you alluded to earlier like it and like it needed to talk about like the things that were pouring out of me i'm curious does the arc program at boston public schools like have strong alignment with the counselors and, and to just provide like maybe some of the mental health support that may be required if kids start to express themselves through a painting that would indicate like, Hey, they need to talk about something yeah. that they had bottled up. Yeah.
0: yeah, actually we, we do align um, with, uh, so not only the academics, we coll- our teachers collaborate with classroom teachers. They teach in the class with the classroom teachers. We align our projects. So project-based learning with what the kids are learning like they're learning you know about the water or photosynthesis or any you know math or uh, writing a story how do you write a story like comic books the the beginning middle and end like we really try to align with what the kids are learning because we want to expand the knowledge that they have and just the textbooks beyond the textbooks what can you how can you use this information that you're learning that you're they're 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 trying to help you know have you memorize it can be useful in your real life and so you know one example it was a water water project in science class we we you know the kids were exploring and researching and then and it was like then they take they took this knowledge they learned they found that Water is a human right issue. Michigan, you know, uh, Flint, Michigan had a water issue right here in our country. So, you know, I- exposing them to what water, what are the properties of water? That's wonderful. And what are, wh- where water comes from and going to have a water shortage one day. But also as water as a human right issue, mm-hmm. standing up and they all b- made a beautiful mural. Uh-huh. With our teaching teaching artists in the yard, it's the, it's actually in the city, so it's it's a rooftop. They're they're like where they go take recess and um and and different and a beautiful view of the of Boston city, beautiful beautiful mural they did and they wrote on it like water is a human right issue. They wrote Michigan Flint like it was it's just so beautiful. It's still there and and, and now and those are like the projects we do towards the end of the year because our program um our framework is called arts with impact is built on three modules the first module is is journey to self awareness which is social emotional and relational awareness and then the second module is the integrated creative mindset because it's all about the creativity and the mindset and the process and aligning with the academics and the the growth that happens at, by by combining um, integrating the the creative skills and the process with the knowledge of the academics to truly expand the knowledge and use that knowledge to benefit you as a human, but also to benefit humanity in, in you know at large. So um, I don't know if I answered your what's the
1: third What's the third module? So oh, the third
0: is... one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like the third one is social justice and equity. Cool. Um, which is like taking a stand, taking an action like the kids did for that mural. They learned about water they learned about the photosynthesis, they learned about science. But then what else can we do to take yeah. that knowledge, where that knowledge goes? What? It, how can we be self and socially aware of our surroundings and the world around us? And really, art gives you that. Uh, That's cool. to you, do that, you know. You,
1: you answered, you answered the question and shared a lot and shared like a lot more The um what's, inter- what's really my takeaway is that, yeah, you're deeply integrated with the school system at, 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 at different, at different levels and are able to provide like. Um,
0: Especially equitable literacy care. like yeah. now,
1: yeah like,
0: you know, so the focus, like you mentioned on mental health is that we're not an art therapy organization, but our program provides the therapeutic tools to help kids process yeah. their trauma and cope with their trauma. Like, yeah. and that's what kids need in school, K to K to eighth, K to 12. That's what kids need to, to learn all these tools in order to thrive and go out in the world and and find opportunities that will help you and then help the world to, yeah. to make it a better place.
1: That's beautiful. All right, last question. What is your challenge? to listeners
0: the challenge where is that
1: so the last question we always like to ask um is sort of what you know what is something that you challenge listeners to do so for example um, oh
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. like
1: but like some some people yeah. will say like you know go mine mine was i was interviewed on my own podcast um when i launched my company and mine was go say hello to a stranger like and, oh, and try to do it every day and just like, make a new friend. Uh, I do that. I do yeah, that. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. So what, what kind of challenge would you like to set for, for listeners today?
0: Okay, that's awesome. Really great question. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> um, so it's the challenge um I um you know ask of for the listeners is to to create your own experience by allowing yourself to listen and be aware of what is coming to your mind at that moment and ask yourself why did i react the way i did um can we can we stop reacting and instead st- pause and breathe and and think about like okay start creating your your own world and and by by really reflecting on what's happening around you and and creating um, you know, by co-creating with nature, um, enjoy nature. Take a look at how the tree looks like. What are the colors on the tree? Are they really green, or are they yellow, or are they pink? And and this these are the observations that you learn being an artist. But we're all are artists. We're all born. We we're all born um, as artists. So, like co-creating with life and nature. Um, you know, and, and listen to what your little voices are telling you and react to them by creating the change that needs to happen um, because creation produces the experience and the experience is what you need to live a fulfilling life.
1: That's lovely. That's lovely, That's awesome. lovely and, and, a, and a fitting fitting message to, to end with. Um, Thank Sa- you. Thank Sarah, you Sarah. Sarah, it's been a pleasure. We're going to make sure we link to uh, the ARC website in our post um best ways to reach out is there like is that on the website like through an email are you guys on social media yes. like any anything's on no, the front it's
0: really at at boston, and the website is arckboston.org
1: great it's 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 uh it was a lovely conversation and i just want to say thank you and um and mm-hmm. cheers boston